Hello, and welcome to G Talking All That Jazz. This podcast is really the testimony of a friendship that spans over four decades, a friendship between two Black professionals that began in Harlem, New York in the mid-1970s. As young men, both learning from each other on how to navigate the sometimes formidable and unapologetic streets of Harlem, New York, both here and now, still standing with a wealth of transferable knowledge. As you join G and Jazz on their journey of reflection, listen. Listen closely for the true messages about friendship, morality, and brotherly love. Because their trials and tribulations come at a cost. G and Jazz will share their thoughts and opinions on a variety of topics, from love and relationships to family and politics, and of course, friendship. Welcome to G talking all that jazz. Yo, what's up, what's up, what's up? What's going on, Jazzy Mac? Same old, same old, my friend. How are you? you How's everything going with you, man? I'm good, man. Up here in New York, man, just count my pennies, count my time, trying to stay away from all this negative crime. You know, a little something, something. What's going on with you down in the GA, babe? You know what they say, man? Penny for your thoughts, a nickel for a kiss. A dime if you tell me that you love me. What you know about that? <laughs> I know nothing. I know nothing. Yo, Jazz, man. So I think we got a great show coming up today, man. But before we get into our topic for today, man, let's uh, get that disclaimer in. Not too much. You are doing Public too service much. announcement. All the stories and events you're about to hear are all true. Yes. Name, dates, and events will not be changed. If so happened, we drop your name in one of these itty bitty stories that we have because you was with us and you hung with us. And because we snitched on you, we ratted you out, we threw shade, and you wake up with your honey bunny your spouse, your side chick, your him, her, he, she, me, your partner. Okay, 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 Jazz, yeah. We are yeah. sorry, but well, we are Beyonce sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Not sorry, you are out of control. You are out of control. <laughs> I love it, so, man. man. You cover everybody, man. <laughs> you you got to cover it all, man. You cover it all, man. So tell us a little bit about the the topic we're going to talk about today, bro. All right, before we jump in, before we jump into the topic, man, I do. It, it will be um, remiss if we don't take a moment to recognize what's happening in Florida um, with the collapsed building that took place this week, uh, and yeah. even as we speak, um, rescuers are. Um, feverishly trying to find survivors. So at this point, there are four dead. And there's 159 who are not accounted, accounted for, man. So I just want to just let Florida know that we are thinking about them. And if we can just take maybe 10 seconds, man, just to throw some prayers out there um, to that community, man. That's just totally added to the prayer. All right, 
Yeah, so Gene, man, you know what I wanted to talk about, man. So you know that I am Dr. Lillian McAllister, right? And you also know that I'm a trained political scientist from the Howard University, right? So I've come from a long tradition, man, of black political scientists, man, that talk about what freedom is. That's what our position is as black political scientists, is to talk about the struggle of freedom, right? That's what it's about. So I just want to talk a little bit about what's happening now, man, with this attack, this backlash that's happening um, when it comes to um, further suppressing the rights of uh, black and brown people, in particular African-Americans. And one of the things that is striking me, man, and it's, it's getting under my skin, and I don't know why it's getting under my skin. And I know that it, it's um, it's couched in white supremacy. It okay. is is the is this attack on a theoretical a theoretical structure, man? Critical race theory. It is a, is a it's a theoretical structure. It's a theory. And so here's the beautiful thing about theories. But let me read, let, let me just read to you guys what what is the the you know, foundation of the theory, right? So critical race gotcha. theory emphasize how racism, right? And racist outcomes can result in complex change in often subtle social and institutional dynamics, right? Rather than explicit and intentional prejudice by individuals, it also views race as a socially, as a socially constructed identity which serves to oppress non-white people. So what the, in, in, in layman terms, what, what does that mean? It means that the dominant yeah. group has created this social construct. They have told us who we are based on their dominance. So anything that's not or non-white is put into a category. And we talked about this with Dr. Sharice Nelson. She articulated far better yes. than I would ever articulate it. But it's, it is something, a perception that's made by the in-group telling us what the out-group is. And it's a direct- What's the in-group? So Jazz, what in is the in-group? The is the dominant culture, is, is, is white people. That's the dominant culture, right? Plain English, right? The dominant culture. And they determine who's in and who's not in, right? Think about it when it comes to the, the, the enslavement of Africans and slavery in the United States. You had the house Negro and you had the field Negro. The house Negro was usually a little bit lighter, closer to being, you know, white. And so they was in the house. And then you had you and I. We'll be in the field <laughs> from, from too early to too late. <laughs> from too early to too late. <laughs> right. And I say it, I say it, you know, you know, I'm being facetious, but that's what it will be because of our, our yeah. complexion. So they determine, the dominant group determine, determine that. And what's really bothering me about critical race theory, like I said, is really a legal academic theory, but it is based on this social construct of prejudice. Wait, let's go back, man. Let's speak in name and term. Legal, okay. It's really, it, it's about legally in terms of um, um, how this, so you gotta remember so we got to take another step backwards that the United States is a document. The United States is a legal document. It's an experiment. The constitution is laws that were made up 
by our founding fathers of how this country should look. So everything about how the new world should look, how this, how how you, how America should look. So everything is based on constitutionality, law, and and when we go back to the the original document of the Constitution, we can see who was included and who was not included. Enslaved Africans were not included. They were they were looked at as three fifths of a person. They were counted, right? Not three fifths of a person, they were counted three fifths, but they were looked at as humane. Native Americans were not recognized. Women did not count at all. So everything since the founding has been in terms of changing and, and what is, is you becoming a incorporated, listen to the words, for you to become incorporated into this constitution has happened through legal means. And legal means is through Supreme Court cases. Remember at one time, slavery was legal. It was legal through the Supreme Court. And then over time, cases, Supreme Court cases has, have changed that and have incorporated, which means it has created more civil liberties, that's protection, right? Of those of right. uh, individuals who have gained sovereignty into the United States. These are all legal terms, man. Mm -hmm. So this critical race theory is, is, is founded and grounded in legality. But here's the, here's the thing before we jump into what's really under my skin. Okay. Is that, is that um, debunk it. If we have this, we have this movement now that where in, in many states they are taking critical race theory out of education, which means it's going to water down education. It's going to say that, you know, the, the, the enslaved Africans or during slavery, the slaves were happy because they were in, they were in the field and they were working and they were being productive and-, and They were getting a meal and they was getting a place to lay their head. Right? So no, critical race theory says no. That was, in, it was inhumane what was happening. It tells the truth. But the, is it the radical structure, right? I'm kind of jumping all over the place. But what it, but debunk it. Prove that is not true first. Prove that critical race theory does not exist. Instead of hooping and hollering and showing your hate and your racism and your racist position by trying to whitewash the history of this nation, instead of us facing it and confronting it, Prove that critical race theory is not real. And then if you can debunk it as a scientist grounded in empirical theory, then I can say, yeah, this is not real. Right. So, so that, that's the piece that is really getting under my skin. It's not the racism that comes with it, right? Because racism... And, and the United States of America is like tic-tac. <laughs> it's like a tick and the tack. It's like a now and later. It's like a now and later. It goes hand in hand. <laughs> you, you understand what I'm saying? So don't, so don't, we understand that. We understand that. When I say we, I, I'm saying that people of color, those who are in marginalized groups, those who have, have been, had to fight for their rights, LGBTQ, brothers and sisters, we totally understand 
racism and what racism racism is, is about. But what we what's hard for me to come to grip with as a political scientist is like debunk it. If you can debunk it and say that no, this is this theory is made up, it's concocted, then I, I'll not go true. with it. Yeah, it's not true. Then I'll I'll go with it. I'll I'll flow with it and say, yeah, nah, nah. You know, this has no relevance. But it's it's true, man. It's totally true. We live in a a, a made up a made up um society, man. A social construct. Let me let me play devil's advocate here. Sure. So what if I say um, to you, you know, I don't need to debunk it, but how do you prove that your your theory is right? How do you prove that they're, you know, that they wasn't happy? And they wasn't, you know, you know, happy to come from Africa across the slate, uh, across the sea waters, and and you know, get three meals and and uh, work in a field. How you know they wasn't? How how do I know they wasn't? Because yeah. because um, history has shown revolts all over the world. I think that we have a mis a misconception about enslaved Africans that they were passive. No, it was revolt everywhere. Amistad. We talk Nat Turner. If they were yeah, happy, Nat why Turner. are they revolting? Why are they revolting? Why are they fighting back? Why are they willing to jump off a slave ship opposed to come to America? Why, why would they do that? Because it was about freedom. They weren't, they, people, you don't have to be, um, you, you, one doesn't have to be um, uh, intellectual to know when their rights are being violated. So we we have we have um, um, history we have history that shows the struggle. See, this is about the struggle for freedom, the struggle to 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 um, to be included. And so that's the other piece. And I'm just going to say this, and then we can jump into the G spot, man, because I, I think I'm rambling, man. But it was just hot. It was hot in my head right now. Uh-huh, that, yo. Great topic, man. This is a great topic. Here's the other thing. I'm and I want to make this very, very clear, man. And I'm 55 years old, so what what life hasn't given me in in these United States, I'm just not going to get at this point. This is this is what it is, right? If I if I didn't get that million dollar check in the box, I ain't never going to get that million dollar in the the box, right, G? So this is (laughs) so so I can just unleash, man. We. When I say we, I'm talking about black people, man. And we should embrace, we should embrace, man, that we are Americans, man. We are Americans, man. I got uncles and cousins and frat brothers and friends that joined our military and fought in wars, man. So so that so that you and I can do this podcast and, and right. unapologetically. We have we we actually, man, and, and as bad as this country has treated us, man, we love this country. I'm not going nowhere else, G. You ain't going back to Africa? I'm not going back to Africa. I mean, like, I'm from New York. My family is from South Carolina and North Carolina. My people built this country, man, for free. Why am I going to leave a place that was literally nurtured and cultivated on on the backs of my ancestors. Why would I do that? 
That's like driving all the way from New York to Philadelphia, right? You're two blocks away from your destination. And, the keys. and then you give the other person the keys and now they get full credit for driving them. <laughs> That's an inside joke. That's an inside joke. Don't get that one. That's an inside joke. That's an inside joke. So I just wanted to kind of I just wanted to kind of talk about that a little bit, G, is that you know, the struggle still continues and, and the struggle is about freedom. And it's about inclusion and it's about being incorporated and being treated as a sovereign citizen and having all the rights and privileges as an American. Because the, because the concept, these, this experiment is amazing, man. It really is an amazing. And I give credit when credit is due. Yes, our founding fathers were um, slave owners, not all of them were slave owners and they were money yards and, you know, and, you know, the, the, in terms of individual, they weren't, they were flawed, flawed into individuals. We're not talking about that. Well, I'm just talking about from a conceptual point of view, these cats had some insight. They really did. And it was about them. It was about these rich white men. It wasn't about women. It wasn't about slave Africans. It wasn't about native Indians. It was about the, their benefit and their privilege. I totally get that. But here's the beautiful thing about this constitution is that it's a living, a living and breathing document. Document. It yes, changes, sir. It changes over time. And it has mm -hmm. changed over time. It has changed over time. And so that means that this experiment can change again and it can and it can continue to change. And so that's the that's the beautiful that's the beautiful thing about this constitution. And we have fought for it and I'll have died for it for these rights, man. And and we we, we should not just uh just abdicate that or give that up and just uh, um lay 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 down flat and let them just plow over us, man. That's not gonna happen. So that's my two cents, man. I, I feel so much better. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the opportunity <laughs> for me to get that off my chest. I hope I have a job on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but before we close out this part, man, it's, you know, this is, I want to ask this question. Right. You know how you, you apply for a job, right? And, you know, they ask you what your ethnic, ethnic, ethnicity is. Race and ethnicity. How do you identify yourself? Yeah. How do how you do, identify yourself? How do I identify myself? African American, 100%. African American. African American, 100%. How do you feel about the term black? Um. Well, black initially really. We talk them legality, right? When you say black, it actually puts you at the bottom of the totem pole because yeah, that's where black, black was. Black is really considered a color. When, black right, is really when, not a, when, no, we, we, we're gonna take all of that, we're gonna take all of that, um, say, say connotation out of it, right? If you, if, you, if you say at a point in this country, if you said black, it automatically puts you at the bottom of the list because it was a legal term. There is no such thing as Hispanic. All these terms were developed in terms of our census because they didn't know how to classify certain groups. Right. Right. So I identify with Africa because you can look at me. You can look at me and see what biologically who I am. I can't walk into a room and say, hey, I'm Lou McCallis. I'm a white man with this black pigmentation. So my race is I'm, I'm, I'm a person of color. 
Okay, and where do I, where more than likely is the origin based on the history of this country? Africa. So I'm an African American. I'm proud. I'm proud to say that, G. Someone can Thank dispute you. it. Someone can dispute it and right. come back at me and, and say, how could you say that? How could you say this? And then you know what I would say to them? Eh, your mother. <laughs> <laughs> because you know what, you know, you know why I say that, G? You know why I say that? In the projects. Oh, from the projects. From the project. And now, and now I'm ready to fight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready, I'm ready to fight. You better be ready to fight when you say your mother. That's right. That's it. Those are fighting words. Those are fighting words. Those are fighting words. Absolutely, man. So I feel so much so better, my friend. Our, let's move on to our next segment, bro. All right, our next segment, man. And we and 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 oh, we had a great topic last week, and we got it. We got it even more. Uh, even more. Come on, let me get it together. We have a a, a better topic this week, but it kind of. The segue from last week's topic. And so without without any delay, we're going to start our new segment of opinions from G and the G spot. Yes, indeed. Welcome back. Welcome back. G talking all that jazz. Welcome to our new segment. The G spot. Where anything goes, everyone knows. Talk about us, we're gonna talk about relationships, we're gonna talk about politics, we're gonna talk about anything that we wanna talk about here. On the team. All right, Jackie Mac. And we do not own the rights to that song. <laughs> Because you about to lose your job. Oh, job. <laughs> you What's about the topic to today, my friend? What's the topic today? Oh, man, so you know what, man? I got a lot of feedback from the last one we had. We talked about why do men cheat. So the other one is to say, why do women cheat? Do women cheat? Yeah, man. Women cheat too. They don't cheat as much as their counterparts. But yeah, women cheat. And guess what? They cheat and they're just better at it than their male counterparts. Let me explain. Women are taught, you know, you meet a man, you get to know a man, you fall in love with that man. You get married to that man. And then you have a family. You be a good girl. You learn how to, uh, you know, you're taught as a woman very early on. You're taught how to cook. You're taught, you're taught how to clean. You're taught how to repair yourself. You know, make sure you get your hair done, your nails done, your toes done. You're even taught what kind of undergarments to wear. Preparing you for marriage. Now, I'm not, just, I'm not saying that that's all women are for. Nah, not at all. But I'm saying, as a child, growing up in a household, normally with the mother and father, your mother and your father are teaching you and preparing you how to be a woman. Now, your mother teaches you how to be a woman. 
your daddy teaches you how a woman should be treated. Okay, are you with me now? Your mom is teaching you how to be a woman. Your dad teaches you how a woman should be treated. So going back to, you know, being raised as a woman, you know, most women, you know, and feel free to correct me. I'm all right with, you know, um, constructive criticism. You're brought into a kitchen at a very young age, and you're taught how to scramble some eggs. You're taught how to make pancakes. Later on, man, you're taught how to make pork chops and ribs and macaroni and cheese and, and collard greens. Then your mother also teaches you how to clean your body, all right? Because you women, as you know, there's monthly that you go through and you need to prepare yourself every month after your cycle eventually, so on and so forth, man. But also they teach you how to beautify yourself. Now in the South, I've, I've spoken to tons of Southern women. There are times, man, when their mothers or their grandmothers will put them in a bathtub of baby oil to soften their skin. They don't want girls running around, jumping in swings and, and playing rough sports because they don't want you to scratch up your legs because they're preparing you to be somebody's wife one day. All right? Now, let's move forward. Cheating. Why would a woman cheat on her man or her husband or her beloved? Simple. They fall out of love. They fall out of like. They fall out of interest. And, you know, a majority of the time is because the man is not doing what he promised he would do, which is to be the man of the household. If you are home and you ain't helping out with the bills, you're not taking care of your woman and putting a smile or a laugh on your woman's face, making her happy, bro. What you are doing is becoming dead weight. You are now becoming her tornado, her hurricane, her fear. Because believe me, you, her dad has warned her about men like you. There was a saying, man, you know, Jazz, and you can tell me, you, you can remind, you can talk about the story, you know, you know, but I'm not gonna say it. I'm gonna keep that one. I'm gonna keep that about, you know, certain men can't be trusted. But you know, <laughs> that's another story we'll, we'll talk about. One but, day. Yep, but your father and, you know, and more likely your mother has prepared you and told you about certain men and who to avoid. You know what my check is? When I meet one of my daughter's boyfriends, I look for their handshake. And then I look for that eye contact. And if they can't shake my hand like a man and look me in my face, that gives me pause. Because why can't you look me in my face, brother? Because it's hard to look a real man in the face and do dirt to a man's daughter. So they look away, they look down. But going back to why women cheat, they happen to fall in love with this dude. He looks good on the outside. He making you laugh. He's treating you good. He's giving you flowers. He's taking you out. He's spending money on you. And you fall in love with the potential. Oh, this guy has potential. He's fine. He's chocolatey. 
oh, look at his body. Oh, he has a great job. He has a great sense of humor. And then when you really do, you get him in there and you find out he ain't none of that. So what happens? Women go out looking for what they're missing at home. They do. If you're not making your woman smile, man, if you ain't making your woman laugh, if you're not being her peace, if she can't trust that you are there to protect her, why would she ever be with you? And I don't care what no one says. Communication, trust, and intimacy are very important. I'm gonna also include money. Money is another essential part of a good relationship. Because as much as a woman know how to cook and clean and do all those things, you think she don't want to go out? You think she don't want to go to a nice restaurant and sit down and have a nice meal and a nice glass of wine? You think she don't want to go to the movies from time to time? You don't want to think she want to go on a, onto a trip, go onto a cruise, go to Mexico and lay on the beach and put her, sand, her feet in the water? Yeah, man, she does. And if you can't do that and you're not sexually satisfying her and you're not communicating to her, and you're not her peace, trust me, she's gonna find her peace. Anyway, that concludes my piece, man, on the G spot, man. You got any questions, Jazz, man? You think I, I mean you think I may have missed that you wanna add or you know, you wanna disagree with? You 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 asking me? Yeah. <laughs> About the women cheat? <laughs> yeah. No woman's ever cheated on you? <laughs> I don't even want to answer that question, my friend. <laughs> because yeah, man, we've all been cheated on one, one time or another, man. And, you know, and everybody has their different reasons. Some women are just savages, too. I mean, I'm going to put that out there, too. A woman can have all the best of everything, and they can still not be satisfied. God made them perfect, but women still go out there and buy them wigs. Mm. Got to be perfect. Give you a perfect face. But you still go out there, throw all that mascara on your face. God can make you perfect. And you still go out there and get that Brazilian butt lift. Down. God will make you perfect. And you still go out there and get your breast augmented. And God will give you a good man. And you will still go out there and get more. Me and Jazz have a saying, don't blow show for more. Get none. Gotta give a shout out to the brothers. Gotta give a shout out to the brothers. A to Z, the chapter, brother. I gotta give a shout out to That 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 uh, principle was hazed into me. Did I just say hazing? I didn't say hazing. No, 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 no. You didn't say that. But, <laughs> but yeah, man. But anyway, I, I think that that's you know, my spot, bro. But I think that you hit you hit some excellent points, man. You know, relationships are very complex and very difficult, and there's no one size doesn't fit all. Um, no. every relationship and this doesn't and we ain't saying all we gotta we always gotta like I always have to say that because this you know it's all people don't cheat all men don't cheat all women don't cheat you know cheating does happen there is a root cause to to the cheating on both sides and when we say men yes. and women let me I want to make something abundantly clear to our audience when we say men and women we are not being disrespectful 
to any same-sex couples or or oh yes right you identify with we're just speaking from two heterosexual black men we're heterosexuals but that's our perspective right it is just our perspective on it but we're not being offensive because this applies to um same-sex couples and partnerships of course they, well. they too right I just always want to say that because I don't want anyone to, you know, I'm very liberal, man. And I, 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 I'm very sensitive to um, other minority groups. That's my intersectionality is that I can relate to other minority groups. But yeah, you, 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 hit, some, you hit some good points, man. I think, you know, um, you know, you asked a question. You asked a question. I'm, and I'm going to answer this question, man. I'm going to answer it because I think you want me to answer okay. it. Do you want the truth? Do you want the truth? <laughs> you, you damn right, I deserve the truth. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. No, man. And I'm gonna say this, man. I believe that every woman I've ever dated has cheated on me. I believe that. Whoa, bro. Yeah. That's deep. Yeah. So gut feeling? It happens. It's man. a gut feeling? It's a gut feeling. You're saying it's a gut feeling? That's gut in your gut. No gut. proof. No proof. No, not proof. No, no proof. proof. Just a gut. No proof, just a gut. And so this is not even a you know, this is not even um uh, I'm 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 just being honest with you, man. I'm just I'm just um disclose. I'm just being um vulnerable in terms of, of my statements. It, but you know, um, because it's very complex, man. We're, we're very complex. Human beings are very complex, man. You just said you can have the perfect body, you can have the perfect face, and you still want more. We still want more. Yeah. You can get the cake. The ice cream, but you still want the soda. You, 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 still, you, you still want more. And that's who we are. That's who we are as human beings, man. I think that that is the, the human, the, the cardinal knowledge within us, man, in terms of the flesh, man. We always want more, yeah. no matter what. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to piggyback on something you said about your gut. Mm -hmm. You know, if you are in tune to your mate and and when I say in tune, like you are in tune to your mate, you know who your mate is. And mm -hmm. if they do cheat on you, you're going to feel it in your gut. You're going to feel it. That's why they come with gut instinct. Mm -hmm. There's going to be something that's going to trigger into you mm -hmm. that something just quite ain't right. Mm -hmm. I don't care whether you male, whether you female and whatever. And nine out of the 10 times, you are right. You're mm -hmm. going to feel it. Mm -hmm. They're going to do something different, mm -hmm. you know? Because if you're with someone else, you're going to feel some. Even the way they kiss you, it'll be different. Because they usually pick up the trait of the person that they're kissing. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be. I'm telling you. It's I mean, the, yo, bro, I'm telling you. It's the little things. It's the little things. <laughs> you can feel it. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna feel it, you know, especially when it's almost coming to the end in your relationship. They're going to change mm -hmm. up on you. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, when they start blowing in their ear and they telling them that they da 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 and they start feeling that next person. Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes again, bro, it don't have to be anything that you did wrong. 
No. They got songs out there about it. There's a song out mm-hmm. there, you know, like, you know, like, I'm, I'm in love with another man, you know, mm-hmm. and woo, it's powerful. And she says in a song, like, you need to go find somebody that loves you the way you want to be loved. And Absolutely. she just can't help. This dude treats her worse, treats her bad, but for some reason, that's who she wants. And you could be a great dude. Mm-hmm. He will still cheat on you. Mm-hmm. They'll do stuff like, yo, I'm taking a girl's trip. And they'll go mm-hmm. away, man. And they'll be talking about they with their girls and whatever. Mm-hmm. But you won't see no pictures posted. <laughs> they ain't sending no pictures of the, you and the girls. You know what I'm saying? They ain't piled up with their girls. Like, hey, look at us. We here. If your girl ain't taking no pictures and showing you her picture of her girl crew, bro. I'm telling you, bro, that's a red flag right, right there. If nothing else, and they sometimes if, they don't do that, they still be cheating on you. And, but, oh, if, boy. If, but if nothing else, we can say in theory, <laughs> we can say in theory, it may happen, mate. Is it possible? We don't know. I've never been with anyone no, 24 no. hours of the day. You don't know. Seven so, days a week. Seven days a week. So let me let me also say this, man. We we we're not we're not ragging women because we talked about why the men cheat. Ah, never that. So we're gonna we, right. we we're just trying to give our opinion about why the women cheat. And let me explain something to you. It is our opinion why the women cheat because Strictly. with That's with all honesty, I mean, when I say that this is really our opinion, it's not coming from a, a lived experience. We don't have a uterus. I don't have a uterus. Do you have a uterus, G? No, sir. Don't have no, a uterus. Sir. So um, do you have a cycle every month? No. no. No, no, no. Can you give birth? Can you bring no. a life into this world? Can I? Can I? Can I? Can you, can you uh, um, um, breastfeed a child? Can you do that? Can you breastfeed a child? I cannot. You cannot, right. So we, this is, this is like strictly our opinion. Like, Right now, we have really no basis on why do women cheat. No, just our opinion and life just experience. You know, like you said, like you know, you know, you know, like everybody cheated on you at one time or another. Yeah, yeah. and I've been cheated on too. You know? And, and so, let me just say this out there: like, you know, I, I was vulnerable, and I mentioned that. You know, if you ever dated me or you dated me now, don't you know, you're seeing me now. Don't be coming back. Don't be asking me no questions. You think I cheated? <laughs> What? That's my backtracking now. <laughs> got I gotta walk it back, right? <laughs> I walk it back now. Gotta walk it back. Don't be coming to me with no questions about. Don't be, don't be calling my phone. Talking about yeah, I dated you back in 2002, and you know what? I ain't never cheated on you. I dated you back in '87. I ain't never cheated on you, man. I ain't never. Don't be calling me talking about. No, you know, I dated I was, you back in. I was so. I was so I was honest, good. Yo, G. So that's why we got a divorce. We got a divorce for nothing. <laughs> it was nothing. You it was nothing. nothing. It was we nothing. decided we wasn't going to see each other anymore. You know I ain't cheat on you. I loved you. I loved you. <laughs> anyway. This is going to conclude our show for this evening. You know, we hope you guys enjoy it. Please go up on our website, G Talking All That Jazz. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on CastBox. You know, where else we at, Jazz? Um, Verbal. We're on Verbal now. CastBox. Um, Pandora. 
um, um, Google. So yeah. we, we out there. So all you got to do, all you got to do, talking all that jazz. All you got to do is put, type it in. Uh, all you got to do is put jazz and G. <laughs> It's G talking all that jazz. What are you it's, talking about? It is no doubt it is G talking all that jazz. <laughs> well, listen, thank you for listening to our show. I'm G. And I'm Jazz. And this is G talking all that jazz. And we're out. Peace. <laughs>